Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Paid Traffic. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. If you're looking to get started with Facebook ads, you're a total beginner and you'd like to learn how you can create profitable Facebook ads for less than $10 a day, don't miss my free streaming online workshop that I put together for you, which you can sign up for over at rickmulready.com forward slash newbies. That's N-E-W-B-I-E-S, rickmulready.com forward slash newbies. All right, here's today's episode. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Rick Mulready here, and welcome back to another episode of the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. This is episode number 34. What's up, my AOPT friends? Thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your day today to hang out with me. Really appreciate that. Now, in the last episode, you heard me talk with Jody Underhill about sales funnels and choosing the right sales funnel for your business. That is a great episode, by the way. So if you've not yet checked that one out, make sure you go back and listen to episode number 33. So today, we're going to continue talking about sales funnels, but this time from the perspective of copywriting, specifically how to be consistent in your messaging and your marketing within your sales funnel. And to share with you his expertise on all this, I've invited on Steve Earle. Now, Steve is a copywriter at a company called Game Changer Profits. And if you remember from last episode, with Jody Underhill. Jody's also at Game Changer Profits as their chief funnel architect. Now, just to be clear here, I don't have any affiliate relationship with them. They're not a sponsor of the show. I don't have any kind of relationship with those guys other than I met them at InfusionCon in Phoenix last month. I really thought they were doing a really cool thing. I like them as people. They're really good guys, and I thought they could add a lot of value here to the show. So that's why I've sort of bookended these two episodes to talk about um, with Jody, you know, talking about the the right kind of sales funnel for your business. And then with this episode with Steve talking about copywriting within that sales funnel. And today we focus a lot on the webinar sales funnel. But even if you're not doing webinars in your business, the copywriting concepts and ideas that we talk about today 
are completely relevant to really any kind of sales funnel. So you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Here's what you're going to learn today specifically with Steve. We're going to talk about the three things that you need to focus on when thinking about how to be consistent with your marketing and messaging within your sales funnel. We talk about one of the biggest mistakes that people make when creating an email sequence that are that's leading up to a webinar that you're doing. We talk about in that lead up email sequence, Steve shares how to balance the introduction to you and your business alongside building that anticipation for your upcoming webinar so that you can increase show up rates on the webinar. We talk about is there a difference between how you approach your messaging for a live webinar versus an automated webinar? What topics that you should focus on in your webinar follow up email series? And then finally, three things that you can do right now to improve your copywriting and make your message more consistent within your sales funnel. Lots of great stuff here with Steve today. All right, here's Steve Earle. We are a complete done-for-you funnel agency. Uh, you know, We specialize in building out your funnel for you, and that's planning you know, the strategy, the copywriting, the, uh, the funnel, actually building out the physical pages in the funnel, automating everything, and then tracking the analytics on the back end. And we've been doing that for the past uh, past uh, almost a year now uh, for our clients. And uh, my specific role is I'm a copywriter on the team for client services. So I'm actually there fulfilling the copy for clients. So okay. um, we're working together with the client to get the copy written out. So they'll come in and they'll do a strategy session with Jody Underhill, uh, who is uh, you know our director of funnel uh, implementation. And then we move into the copy flowing right from the strategy. It gives us great context to do the writing. And I work directly with the clients to uh, help them write out their webinar script, their email sequences that promote and follow up to the webinar and, and also increase conversions. Uh, and then uh, also video sales letters uh, that promote different products within the funnel. And making sure the message is consistent across all of those channels. And I work with them directly, uh, making direct edits and giving feedback on their actual copywriting to make sure the message is consistent and that it's actually you know, impactful and converting copy all throughout their funnel. You mentioned, too, when you were describing what you guys are doing there at Game Changer Profits is that you are looking at copywriting from a perspective of consistency across all the different things that you're doing, whether it's the webinar, whether it's the you know, the, the lead up sequence to the webinar, whether it's the follow up sequence and the sales funnel. Can you mm -hmm. talk about the importance of the consistency of that message and what really goes into finding out what that consistency is and should be? Um, well, it, the, the first and foremost thing that goes into it is, is obviously having a business owner that comes to work with us that really knows their product really well and then obviously knows their, their customer really well and knows what their pain points are and really knows you know, how their, how their product solves those pain points and the, the natural objections that come up for their, for their audience. And once that's set up, um, that's what we work on through the webinar script and through the emails. We work on keeping that tone consistent and we work on, you know, touching on those pain points, hitting those on those emotions and really, uh, you know, really nailing down on those things because it's so important that you have a consistent message across all the channels because we, we, we know as consumers, we're all sold to all the time and we're essentially looking for a reason not to buy something. We're always trying to talk ourselves out of buying it, right? Uh, unless we really, really want it. So it's about, uh, knowing what those objections are going to be beforehand and handling them uh, for your for your customer, you know, out of the gate. So there's no uh, uh, if you say one thing on one page or one thing in your webinar script, and then your emails, 
you know, promote a, a completely different perspective, you know, regarding that webinar, it, it's just naturally not going to line up in the mind of your customer. And mm-hmm. that's going to be the reason right there. And they're going, you know what, something is just not, you know, we're, we're very, um, you know, we, like I said, we're, we're a consumer society. So we're very intelligent consumers, uh, the vast majority of us to a point where it's just subconscious. And if something doesn't line up, that, there's a trigger there. And we just go, you know what, I'm not quite ready to buy this or, you know what, it's just not for me. I'm going to go with this other product here. That's the message is more lined up. We don't might not think of it in those terms, but that's what's going on inside of our heads a lot of the time. So I want to come back to the webinar and sort of like what that format that that you primarily are seeing right now is from a copywriting perspective. That's converting quite well. I want to come back to that, but Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to continue with the conversation around the, the consistency there, and you mentioned pain points, you mentioned benefits, you mentioned staying consistent with on those points. If someone is not coming in to meet with you guys, just you know, if someone is putting together, they're they're doing a they're doing a webinar and they're trying to figure out what that lead up sequence looks like, what that post follow up um, sequence looks like to the webinar. Like, what does the overall sales funnel look like for them? What are some exercises that they can do, or or how should or what should they be thinking about? I should say in order to get into the frame of mind in order to be able to write that good copy so that it, so that they are consistent throughout each of these different touch points um well i'll say when it when it comes to the webinar you know you're going to present a webinar that you know the most important thing obviously that's that's going to go into your into your emails are essentially the same things that are going to go into your your actual your webinar you want to provide something of value uh, that you can then tie your product into if you're selling on the webinar. Some people just do a, a strictly content mm-hmm. uh, webinar. But if you're selling on the webinar, you want to make sure you're providing something of value. So really put yourself into the shoes of your customer and say, you know what, if I was somebody who had this problem or these set of problems that my customer has, what would I want to find out in a 90-minute session or an hour-long session online? Like, What would make me click that button and sit at my desk at my computer when I've got so much else going on in my life What's going to make me sit down there for, you know, for an hour of my time that I really want to learn about and put those, you know, three to five things, those three to five elements, uh, you know, th- those those things that go into your, your webinar. That's the content you're really going to talk about. Uh, and then make sure that those things tie into your product, um, you know, in a way that makes sense to your customer. Make sure that there, there are things that you're teaching that, you know, you really want to set it up as, you know, here's three to five things that I'm going to teach you on how to solve X problem in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can really tie your product in easily and say, you know what, if you don't want to do all those things yourself, I mean, you, you could very well take all this and do it yourself. I did it for myself. You can do that. But if you, if you want the shortcut, then, you know, here's my product. Right or here's my coaching program or, or whatever it is that you're selling. Make sure those things tie in in a natural way. And there's lots of different ways to, to do that. I'm sure we don't have time to go into all of them on the on this call, but um, that's kind of the gist of it. And then when it comes to the emails, um, you're really just distilling that information and making sure you're hitting on those bullet points. It's like here's here's the bullet points you know that we're going to talk about on the webinar. Here's why it's important for you, and, and that's. One of the biggest mistakes I see in in, in, um, in a series of emails that leads up to a webinar, um, you know, people will write them and they'll put, you know, the bullet points of what's going to be happening on the webinar. And it's very matter of fact. They, there's no thought put into how does that emotionally connect with your audience? How does that solve their problem? It's, you got to come from a mindset of, you know, what's in it for your audience member. They're always thinking, what's in it for me? We're all always thinking that. What's in it for me? Um, so really put that stuff first and make sure it's hitting on the, the pain points and the frustrations and solving the problems or promising to solve the problems that they have going on in their lives you know, related to your product or your niche. 
And that and, and what you just described there is what you're you're recommending for the lead up sequence to the webinar. Is that so? Somebody opts in, so somebody registers for your webinar, and then that is, what you're talking about right now is that the lead up sequence? Yeah, that's the lead up sequence. So someone's okay. going to opt in for your for your webinar. They're going to register. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they resonated with what was on your registration page, and they you know you want to drive them to actually show up for the webinar because maybe they registered and the webinar is a week away or it's a 48 hours away. You want to make sure you send a series of emails that really builds anticipation um, you know, for them to actually come on the webinar. It's one thing like, you know, you're sitting there on a Wednesday afternoon and you say to yourself, I'm going to sign up for this webinar and I'll, I'll make sure I'll be there on Friday. And then things happen and you don't show up. Um, you can increase the chances of somebody remembering about your webinar. If you have a series of emails that reminds them of the benefits of being on the webinar, that shows them how it's going to solve their problems. It talks about and gives value. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You know, you can, you can give items away. You can point them to a free video that helps enhance your message. You can uh, give away a free guide that's going to go with the content of the webinar. Um, lots of different things like that that really increase anticipation that someone might say, you know what, that is, that's what I want and I want to learn that information. Oh, yeah, I, I did register for that webinar. Now I'm actually going to go and show up. Sure. It's really about building anticipation through you know, showing them what they're going to get on the webinar and showing them that that stuff is valuable and going to help them out. Whether or not they buy your product, I think we're all pretty aware when you go on a webinar, you're probably going to be sold something. Um, and people are willing to accept that pitch much easier if, they, if they're getting really good value out of the webinar. They want to get things that they can use to solve their problems right now. So uh, on that lead-up sequence, I mean, that makes complete sense in, in building anticipation for it. How do you balance, how do you recommend balancing building up that anticipation with, let's just say this is cold traffic. So somebody who doesn't necessarily know who you are, but has the pain point of what you are offering to solve in the webinar there, how do you balance that introduction to you as a person versus building that anticipation of what they can expect on the webinar? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so you're saying you know cold cold traffic comes in, they register, they have they have no other than seeing your webinar registration page, they have no idea who you are or you know you know who you are in your space yeah, or, or like, why you're an expert. So yeah, and that's 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 a really good question to ask because um, and again you're you're going to play that into, into those emails as well because you're you're really going to have to basically when someone registers for for your 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 webinar you're you're going to send an email to them right away it's going to be an autoresponder email that goes out almost immediately to them because you want to capture the fact that you know at that moment they've they've got a reason in their heads for why they want to register for your webinar so you want to capitalize on that goodwill that they're showing you and in those emails you know that first email you're you're going to introduce yourself and you know very briefly you're going to talk about yourself but you got to keep it in terms of why it's important to them. It goes right back to that, you know, what's in it for them kind of concept. Mm. Uh, and that's a mistake I see over and over again. You know, you know, I'll, I'll tell our clients, you know what, introduce yourself briefly in this first section and, and they'll go on a huge tangent and write a whole bunch of stuff about themselves because they think it's really great information and sets them up as an expert, which it, it, it does in some ways. But if it goes on too long and it's really not related to, to the prospect's problem, it might be counterproductive. So you want to talk about yourself uh, in, a, in a framework that shows them high value, that shows them you know what you're talking about, and really, most importantly, shows them that you are qualified to help them solve their problems. That's really all that matters to them because at the end of the day, 
they don't really care about you, right? They don't care about your expertise. Most people care about themselves and, and what's going on in their lives and their problems. So they'll, they're willing to listen to you talk about yourself if you can show them, you know, why you're qualified to, to, uh, to help them. And the, and the best do that. You see, you know, John Benson does that in his webinars and, you know, Evan Pagan, who, who did webinars before, uh, a while ago. I, don't, I haven't seen him do one in a while. Frank Kern is another one. that They'll, they'll talk about themselves and the results that they've gotten in relation to how it helps their their customers solve their core problems. They won't just sit there and go on these huge tangents on why they're so important and why right. they're so cool because that gets that gets boring very, very quickly. Sure. Now, how do you balance too? Now, we've been talking like, all right, leading up to a live webinar. What if we're doing an automated webinar and somebody signs up and there's only say, you know, two days in between when they sign up and when they're taking, you know, when their their scheduled webinar is. So you don't really have a whole lot of lead time in order to get all that information out there to them. How do you how do you kind of handle that situation? It, it's still going to be a similar sequence. Um, you're you're going to send anywhere from from three to five emails in that sequence. Some people do a little bit longer. Some do a little bit less. Um, you're going to you know you basically the important ones are, are really you're going to want to send an email as soon as they register. Well, regardless of whether it's a live or automated webinar, you're going to send a very similar email as soon as they. Uh, register. It's a confirmation email. It's going to give them all the details, all the benefits. Very similar wording, just there won't be anything in there regarding it being live if it's a recorded webinar, obviously. Sure. Uh, and then you're going to want to have at least two or three other emails that go out, you know, on the day of the webinar that really remind them of everything. Uh, that that tell them that you know it's happening later today. Those are those are important ones, and you're probably going to want to throw one or two in in between those if you're if you have the means to do so. If not, at least getting those three out are, are really going to be helpful, and and if you do them right, are going to boost your uh, your attendance rate on the webinar. Sure, because um, a high register a high registration rate is important, but the more important one is how many of those people actually show up to your webinar, right? To actually yeah, exactly. see, see your see your pitch. So it's still going to be a similar sequence. It's just going to um, sh- you know, shrink in terms of how many emails you send out based on you know where they land. If they're registering twelve hours before the the, the webinar happens, they're probably only going to get that first email and that last one that pushes them on to come right on before the webinar starts. Sure, um, that's all this, they're really going to have time for because you don't want to you don't want to uh, uh, fatigue them by sending out you know right. a whole bunch of emails before they get on your webinar because right <laughs> away they're they're going to say I, I, I'm tired of you already. Right? right, this guy's crazy. Um, okay, let's move to the follow up sequence. Um, what does that generally look like? Do you, are, are you more of a proponent of focusing your copy on recap of the webinar, adding additional value? What is the balance for you from a copywriting perspective for adding additional value and also reminding them of the, you know, uh, of the, uh, of the product or service that you offered on the webinar and the deadline, I'm assuming there's some sort of deadline, whether it's a, this product goes away, you can't buy it a- after this, or the price goes up or the bonuses go away, whatever it might be, the, the, the element of scarcity. How do you balance all that in that follow-up sequence from a copywriting perspective? We're, we're tracking, you know, where, um, where that, traffic is coming from out of the webinar, whether they, whether they watched your whole presentation or whether they, you know, registered for your webinar and then never showed up. Those are two different sets of people with two different mindsets and two different things going on. So you don't want to just be blasting those same people that, you know, the same set of emails. You don't want to send people who didn't come to your webinar, uh, a set of follow-up emails that tries to push them right to a sale because they missed that huge sales presentation. 
which is meant to remove objections. It's meant to show value. It's meant to really uh, build scarcity and that kind of stuff around your offer. Um, you don't want to blast. So really the first thing you want to do is separate out, you know, who went to your webinar and who didn't. You know, if someone, let's take example, the group that did see the webinar, they had showed up, they watched the entire thing. And for whatever reason, they decided they, they weren't going to purchase that day um, or, or ever. Um, you're going to want to follow up with them because the, the reason why they didn't purchase, it, it's a host of reasons. It's what we call objections, right? Um, they have some sort of objection to your offer. Maybe it's the price. The price is too high for them or they can't afford it right now. Maybe they don't think it's going to work for them. Maybe it's a, a tech pro, uh, uh, product and they think it's too complicated for them. Um, you know that kind of, or they tried your solution, a type of your solution before, and it didn't get them the results they wanted to. A whole whack of reasons why they are they have objections to your offer. So the, before you even sit down to write that set of emails, what I recommend uh, a lot of our clients doing is is sitting down and actually writing out what those objections could be. Hmm. Find out two or three or more objections to your offer, and those are the ones that you're really going to want to. Uh, handle in each each uh, each email that comes after whatever kind of sequence you want to build. You're really going to want to hammer those uh, those pain points and show them you know results, whether it's testimonials or social proof or you know ways that you can show them that you are um, a legitimate answer to their to their problems and you can solve for them and it, it is going to be easy for them to do. You want to really identify those, do your research, identify those objections, and then uh, start writing emails that handle those things one by one and, and pushes them to uh, take action on your on your offer. Love it. Love it. Steve, let's wrap this up here. What is, uh, let, let's list out, uh, let's just say two to three things that somebody, again, let's just say that somebody is not working with, you know, somebody like yourself, somebody's doing this on their own, they're setting up their webinar. What are, let's just do, let's just list out two to three things that they can go and do right now to get their copywriting in a, in the, the right space and the right direction for aligning their message, you know, consistently from start to finish? What's, what are two to three things that they can do? Uh, well, the first one uh, is, is obviously know, know your customer as, as, as well as you possibly can. Like just get inside their head, talk to as many of them as you can, find out what, what they want and find out what their problems are and then stick to those things. Don't, don't just make it up as you go and, and, and say to yourself, well, you know, I know my customer and, and they, they want this, this and this. Actually do the research and find out exactly what things they want and, and learn to speak their language. Um, you know, a great way to do that for your business is, is with, uh, with surveys. You can use surveys uh, to, to actually ask uh, certain pointed questions to your audience and get them to respond by, by writing things to you. And just, you know, start studying that language that they're using to describe their problems. And then you know how to speak their language and really stay on message with them in a, in a message that resonates. That's one thing you can really do. Um, another thing you can do, as we talked about, which I think is important for, for the follow-up sequence and, and for your emails, is really understand the objections your audience might have mm. to your offer. Find out where your offer isn't perfect. Find out what's wrong with it. Find out where people might not be so happy to, to, to jump on it, right? And if those are things that you can't change about your product – then be upfront and be honest with them because it's going to build trust. It's going to make you seem very genuine, which 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 you are being genuine by telling them what you uh, you know you're aware that the, there are these issues. This is how you get around them. Um, that's going to build a lot of trust with your audience as well. So so know the objections that they're going to bring to your to your offer. Um, and then I guess if you're building a webinar funnel, um, 
one thing is 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 know yourself. If you if you're not a good speaker and you're not somebody who's comfortable in front of the camera and not somebody who's well spoken, um, consider getting someone else to, to deliver your webinar for you. Mm. We you know we've had a we've had a, a you know I've worked with people before that they're like you know I, I really. I'm excited to do this webinar and, and they do the recording and we listen to it and we go, you know what, the delivery is just not there and you want somebody who can be a little bit charismatic and can really work with the audience. So maybe there's somebody else in your business um, that can do that for you, that, that has that capability that, that would, you know, would be better to have on a video sales order, be better to have on your, on your actual webinar. That's a little more engaging because if you don't sound engaging, you sound bored and, and, and you know, very monotone on your webinar, it's really not going to matter what, how well you know your prospect. Right. People are just going to go, wow, that's, uh, that's really boring, and they're going to they're gonna click out of there within 10 minutes, and your bounce rate is going to go through the roof, right? Such, such a good point. Yeah. Steve, this has been great. Um, thank you so much for all this great information and for coming on the show here today. Where can people connect with you? Where can people connect with Game Changer Profits? Yeah, so they can check us out at GameChangerProfits.com. Myself specifically, they can email me at Steve at GameChangerProfits.com. And uh, like I said, there's a lot that goes into all these different funnels. If you're somebody who's trying it out for yourself and you've been working on it and you've been struggling with it, you can you can speak with us and we can find out you know wh- where the where the holes are and really help you um, optimize everything uh, and get the, a lot of the work the legwork done for you if that's something that you want to do. Um, and, and and if you if you you know, are trying to really um, get the most out of your funnel. It's something you're going to want to consider and, and look at is getting on a strategy call with, with Jody or myself, and we can walk you through exactly what we do to make it a lot easier for you. Cool. Awesome. Steve, thanks so much. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate it too. Take care. Hope you enjoyed this one with Steve today. It is so important to be consistent in your messaging, which all stems from knowing as much as you possibly can about your target customer, what their pain points are, what their frustrations are, what their problems are, and then focusing on how you can solve those those frustrations and problems for them. Don't forget the show notes page for today's episode, which contains all the links that we talked about today, can be found over at rickmulready.com forward slash 34. Also, don't forget that every week I choose an iTunes rating and review at random from that week, and the winner gets a free personalized Facebook ads audit from me. This is where this is where I review your Facebook ads and then give you honest feedback, ideas, and suggestions for improvement, showing you exactly how to tweak and improve your Facebook ads so that you can be getting the best results possible while sp- while spending the least amount of money. So if you'd like to win a personalized Facebook ads audit from me, head over to iTunes, search on the art of paid traffic, leave an honest rating and review there for the show, and then email me at support at rickmulready.com to let me know that you've left that rating and review. And I will choose a winner from that week at random to win one of these free Facebook ads audits. Love doing these audits for everybody. All right, that's all for today's episode. I've got another great one coming up for you in episode number 35, as I've got Gus Sevilla, who is an expert in running paid traffic to the Latin American market, joining me on the show. If you're looking for an opportunity to grow your business and markets outside of the US, where paid traffic is a whole lot less expensive, and there's very little competition at this time, you're going to love my discussion here with Gus. Until then, though, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business, and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do 
you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money i see these over and over and over again and i put them together in a mini email series this is not fluff each of the seven mistakes i also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes this is good solid and it will save you money or help you make more money with your facebook ads click down in the show notes below you'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free